Hi, this is James Barclay, and this is the Unprecedented Business Growth Podcast Series. Welcome to the second in our series of Growth Markets Uncovered, the keys to forming the right engagement basis with local partners, or should I call this, how to keep the lawyers at bay. Now, many of you business development and operational executives will have participated in or read about the pros and cons of partnerships, joint ventures, franchise, management agreements, and other hybrid arrangements. Where do you start? How do you avoid the pitfalls and disasters? How do you make the partnership flourish? I'm going to suggest you take this list and answer each question clearly and definitively amongst your leadership team before you do anything further. Number one, what outcomes do we want to attain from the local partnership in a specific market? My guess is you'll have three types of outcomes. Tangible outcomes, such as increased sales, increased profit, reduced business acquisition expenses. Intangible outcomes, such as increased customer loyalty, increased teamwork, less management disruption. And peripheral benefits that come from that partnership, such as the local partnership expedites the speed to market of new products and services that you launch, enhances your research and development, collectively creates a stronger brand, attracts customers that neither of you would have been successful in without both of you working together to achieve these outcomes. Number two, maintain a positive mindset. And by that, I mean you're implicitly trusting each other to do the right thing. Don't presume that one or other partner is damaged or there are circumstances which lead you to have a lack of trust in each other. Number three, choose a remuneration basis that reflects the value of each party's contribution to the partnership's success. Too often I see that organizations are driven by market terms or past experiences, etc., rather than concentrating on a very simple thing. What is each party contributing in terms of the value towards our desired outcomes? And how do we make sure that our remuneration is strongly aligned? Number four, ensure that your partnership accelerates your speed of response and enhances the quality of the customer experience. Your engagement basis must not create obstacles between yourselves and the customer. Number five, ensure that any engagement basis protects your IP as successfully as possible. You, in many cases, cannot rely exclusively on the legal structure to do that. But what you do need to do is to make sure that the engagement between the two organizations is structured in a way in which both parties are motivated to protect each other's IP. Number six, you can easily unwind the engagement without tremendous disruption. Partnerships, more often than not, are more difficult than marriages to make work. Equally, when it comes to unraveling them, you need to be able to do it in a clear, professional, and concise manner. Number seven, the engagement basis has to be simple and easy to understand. There's nothing worse than inheriting a past predecessor's joint venture arrangement or a management agreement that they put in place and finding it terribly difficult to understand what the obligations are of both parties, both during 
and at the end of that relationship. For forever, most relationships and partnerships will come to an end. The essence of local partnerships is trust and good judgment. No legal contract will rectify a partnership where both are not visible. Thank you for listening, and please tune in to further editions of Growth Markets Uncovered. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure to have you today, and I look forward to welcoming you in future.